Hello and welcome to the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm here to provide regular bursts of information and inspiration, some neuroscience applicable to eating disorder recovery, perhaps a few rants, but otherwise lots of positivity with a bit of a Feck It attitude, some fun and a sprinkling of fabulousness to help everyone find freedom in recovery. Hello everybody and welcome back to this episode of the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I've been doing a little series of podcast episodes all about hunger and appetite lately and as I was making the other episodes around low appetite and how to manage if you have a low perceived appetite in recovery and make yourself keep eating, I realised that I haven't really done any episodes about all the signs of hunger that a person can experience, particularly in recovery, and the signs of hunger beyond just the typical signs that people think of, like the physical hunger signs of an empty belly or a tummy rumble, or even some of the mental hunger signs that people think of these days of, I'm thinking about food, therefore I should eat. There's a lot more hunger signals that our body tries desperately to send us if we're not eating enough that you need to be aware of and you need to be following and listening to beyond those obvious signs that you might know or think about. So that's what this episode is about. It's about the physical, mental, behavioral and emotional signs of hunger because hunger comes in so many different ways. It comes physically, it comes in what we think but it also comes in how we behave and that might be habitual ways we behave and it comes in our emotions as well. So as I said before physical and mental hunger are two of the ways in which hunger manifests that we most commonly talk about when it comes to eating disorder recovery. But some of those signs that your body is hungry can also be a lot more subtle and they are found in your behaviour and your emotions. And it's very likely that these are not things that you have considered to be indicative that you or your body is actually very, very hungry. So in this episode, I'm gonna talk about some of the commonly found ways in which people with eating disorders and in recovery experience hunger in all its forms. And this is to help you recognize more of the signals that I don't doubt that you are experiencing as the clear indication from your body to eat more food that they really are. And yes, there are quite a lot of things that I'm going to list here as signs of hunger, but these things on this list are still by no means exhaustive. But before considering hunger in someone with an eating disorder or somebody in recovery from an eating disorder, I think it's helpful to just recognise the ways in which hunger is experienced in someone who doesn't have a history of disordered eating or an eating disorder. Because most people, Joe Public, they don't realise that whether a person has an eating disorder or not, everybody experiences mental hunger as well as physical hunger, as well as some behavioural and emotional signs of hunger. 
So for most normal people, and by normal I just mean people without eating disorders who follow their natural appetites, mental hunger or a change in how they are feeling emotionally is actually usually the only signal they need to guide them to seek out an opportunity to eat. So they don't usually get to the stomach rumbling stage before they think, yep, I'm going to go and eat something now. But most members of the general public just won't label hunger as, oh, I've got mental hunger at the moment, I'm going to eat. Or, oh, I've got an emotional sign of hunger here, I better go and eat. They just don't think about it. Because why would they? They, they just eat intuitively in a ways that people with eating disorders can't at the moment. So as I said, the majority of healthy people don't reach a point of stomach growling, physical hunger, before they decide to eat again. Instead, most people will perhaps have eaten, go about their day-to-day -day business quite happily, and then when their body is starting to need a bit more energy again, their brain will start to create a few more thoughts of food which pop into their consciousness so that they then think to themselves, hmm, yeah, I think I'm feeling a bit peckish. And then they probably just go and grab themselves a sandwich in a Mars bar before returning to what they're doing. But in eating disorders, when a person has been restricting their intake for months, years, maybe decades, and ignoring their body's natural hunger signals, their hunger will be significantly blunted. And I spoke about this in the earlier episodes on low appetite. So it's going to take time for somebody in eating disorder recovery to relearn the very thing that should come naturally and intuitively, and that is the signs that their body is sending that it is hungry, particularly understanding those signs that are less obvious and which are rarely thought of as hunger, even though they most certainly are hunger. So when you have an eating disorder, if you've been restricting your intake for any period of time, your body initially tries to send more hunger signals to guide you to eat. And these will be mental signals such as increasing thoughts about food or finding food and an inability to think about much else. There'll also be physical signals like feeling hunger in the sense we often think about it with that stomach growling, empty belly sensation. They'll experience emotional signals like feeling hangry, or behavioural signals such as a strong urge to get access to food above anything else. But after a period of time of trying to send these signals and it not resulting in any increase in intake because you've carried on eating restrictively with your eating disorder, your body will stop wasting precious resources sending these signals. And that's when your natural hunger becomes blunted and these typical hunger signals become much less reliable, or you might even stop experiencing them altogether. So in eating disorder recovery, you need to allow your brain to feel confident that the famine situation that it has perceived perhaps for decades while you were restricting is now over, and that it can therefore send hunger signals that you are actually going to respond to now. And for a long time, and even in recovery, your physical hunger signals will be inconsistent and they will be plain unreliable. And that's when you need to recognize and rely more on the signs of your mental, emotional and behavioral hunger and follow it. And it's also important to be aware that if you have been restricting for a long time, 
it's likely that even your mental hunger is lower than it should be because you've ignored even those attempts by your brain to make you eat for so long. But eating more and doing so consistently should spark the mental and physical hunger back into life. And in the meantime, you can still use the very present emotional and behavioral signs that I don't doubt you are displaying as evidence that you do need to eat. Because at the end of the day, actually, if you've spent many years eating to a clock, eating to a routine and a rigid restrictive amount, despite what your body might have otherwise asked for or needed, then your body isn't going to immediately decide to send reliable physical or even mental hunger signals just because you decided to wake up today and boom, you're in recovery. It's going to take time. It's going to take time for your body to trust you. And from my own experiences in recovery, I experienced times of true extreme hunger where I felt an insatiable drive to eat like nothing else. And that came on after I forced it into life, if you like, by eating when I didn't think I had much appetite. And that extreme hunger, at times it was physical and mental, and at other times it was having a belly that was stuffed, but a brain literally screaming at me to eat more. But I can clearly remember the first time that I actually managed to satisfy not just my physical hunger, but also satisfied all the other forms of hunger that my poor body had been throwing at me for years. And I can remember it was late one night and I'd spent the day eating more than most humans could probably eat in extreme eating challenges. And as I finished consuming another large snack after a big dinner and huge desserts, I suddenly realized that my belly was feeling really ready to pop which was not an unusual experience at that point in my recovery, but that my brain was quiet and I felt relaxed and emotionally quite calm and peaceful. And in that moment, I knew for the first time in years that I had absolutely no drive to eat more at that moment. And that was an incredible turning point in my recovery because it gave me the reassurance that I could trust my brain and my body to really let me know when it was satiated. It was only really at that point of not experiencing any form of hunger for the first time in over a decade that I could really recognise just how strong and ever-present my hunger really had been throughout my years of illness. Without my really understanding that that was the case, because living with that hunger had been my status quo for so long. But finally, I knew that my hunger in all its incredible forms would switch off if I ate enough when it struck. Finally, I did know that I didn't have to be hungry for the rest of my days or be driven by my body to eat myself into an early grave either, which I know is another common fear that many of you with eating disorders experience, that if you start to eat to your hunger, you just won't stop. At some point, you will you will reach that point, like I did, where you understand what true satiation means and what it takes. No one with a restrictive eating disorder has a body that is out to force them to overeat into an unhealthy state for the rest of their days. The prime objective of our brain and body is to keep us well, safe and as healthy as possible. So it's not in 
the interest of your body or your brain to drive you to eat until you explode. But in recovery, you really have to trust that that's true for you, just as it is for everyone else, and you need to keep eating. So to enable you to trust and keep eating to all your hunger, it's going to help you to recognize all the hunger signs your body and brain are throwing at you. So I'm going to talk now about some of the mental, physical, emotional and behavioral signs that you and your body are hungry, even if your eating disordered brain doesn't want you to believe that that's true. First of all, then, physical hunger signals. Let's talk about some of the physical hunger signals that the body will send beyond the commonly accepted ones, such as that stomach grumbling, stomach feeling empty sensation. So some of the other physical hunger signals that you might experience are feeling cold. A lot of people who don't eat enough feel cold, and that's that horrible feeling, feeling bone cold, knowing that other people around you are actually quite warm, but you're still sitting there in three jumpers next to the radiator, and you can't get warm. It's because you're hungry. So eat more. Feeling physically shaky or trembly. Becoming sweaty or clammy. And feeling nauseous. Feeling nauseous could actually be a sign of hunger. So if you're experiencing a lot of nausea, it might be because your body is trying to tell you it's hungry. Headaches are a common sign of hunger. Dizziness or vertigo. Poor balance. Feeling faint. Not sleeping well. And that can be when the brain is trying to send signals to you to stay awake and eat. Or... On the flip side of that, it might be that you're sleeping a lot because your brain has given up trying to send signals to go and eat and instead it's trying to do everything it can to preserve precious energy by sleeping and encouraging you to stay in bed. And so likewise, feeling generally lethargic. Again, it's your body trying to get you to rest because it's hungry and it doesn't have enough energy. But again, conversely to that, Other signs of hunger can actually be feeling jittery and feeling that constant urge to move that false energy high because this is caused by the cortisol release in response to hunger and your body thinking it needs to move to find food. So you constantly feel your muscles are jittery and you really want to just have this urge to keep moving. That's a sign your body is hungry. Strong sugar cravings are a sure sign that your body is hungry and you need to be eating a lot more food. It's not that you have become a sugar addict. Sugar cravings are usually a very strong feature in recovery for a time. I know at the early stages of recovery for me that I ate a hell of a lot of cake and sweet things, but those sugar cravings don't last forever. And thirst, thirst can actually be a sign of hunger. Moving on to mental hunger then, which is something we talk about a lot in eating disorder recovery, because it is such an important thing to be aware of and respond to. And perhaps the way in which most people define mental hunger is that if you are mentally obsessing about food or even obsessing over avoiding food, then that's mental hunger and that's your body and brain trying to guide you to eat, even if your belly feels jam-packed full. But there are other ways in which mental hunger will manifest, which are perhaps a little less obvious to you. 
So some of these are just generally noticing what other people are eating and being hyper aware of food. So that might be on the television that you're noticing people eating or food. It might be when you're out and about. It might be overhearing conversations where people are talking about food. Your brain is just hyper aware of all those food situations. It can be dreaming about food or eating situations. Lusting after fear foods, whether you let yourself eat them or not. It's the mental gymnastics over what you're going to eat, when you're going to eat, how you're going to eat, who to eat with, what if I eat that now, what can I eat later? All those bullshit mental gymnastic thoughts that you have with the eating disorder. It's all mental hunger. It's all because you want to eat more and you're not letting yourself. And it's exhausting. Food taking a much higher priority in your life than it should to the point you have it placed on a pedestal. It's mental hunger. It's a sign your body just wants the food. Another sign of mental hunger is noticing and being overly sensitive to diet culture topics and messages. Again, it's your brain that's hyper aware to food because it wants you to eat. A poor ability to concentrate, for example, on reading, the television and conversations is usually due to hunger. But also conversely to that point, sometimes people with mental hunger actually become very mentally sharp, probably a bit too mentally sharp because that's a sign that your brain is just hypervigilant. It's wanting food, it's seeking food, it's staying sharp and alert, just in case a donut should waft by and you could grab it. Your brain is just switched on because it's needing to be aware that if food becomes available, it needs to eat it. Mental hunger is also wondering to yourself if you're hungry or not. If you're wondering if you're hungry, you're hungry. It's ruminating on how much you've eaten that day or ruminating on how much you ate yesterday or over another time period. It's asking yourself or others if the food you have eaten or the food you're about to eat is enough or too much. If you're satiated, if you're truly eating enough, you don't need to ask those questions. It's mental hunger. It's food rituals, obsessions and cravings. And mental hunger is wondering if you can eat now, if you can eat later, what you will eat, or finding your brain is leading you to thoughts of how to avoid eating. So those are all some of the signs of mental hunger that you might be getting. And before moving on, just a quick side note really. I'm going to talk now about some of the ways in which hunger can also manifest on an emotional and a behavioural level. And I know some of you would argue that these are actually symptoms of hunger that could fall into the mental or the physical categories. And I'm not going to dispute that. But a lot of people with eating disorders will be displaying these signs of hunger and not considering them as such because they don't entirely fall into a more obvious definition of mental or physical hunger that they might have heard or that they might understand. And I think it's really important for people in recovery to consider all aspects of what they think, what they feel, and how they behave every day so that they can recognize all the ways their body is trying to tell them it's hungry. So that being said, let's move on to talk about some of the 
emotional hunger signals that your body's sending you. Because hunger can also very commonly manifest in our emotions. As I said earlier in this episode, a commonly recognized symptom of hunger by the general population is being hangry. And that's a feeling angry or irritable when you need to eat. Because it's absolutely to be expected that the brain and body are going to throw up some wacky emotions when your body is in a state of being under-resourced. Because a body that's not fueled adequately is stressed. The brain will recognize energy deprivation as a potentially dangerous and life-threatening situation. And its job is to stay alive. So it's going to use all the tools it can, including stress and emotions, to drive you to eat and find food and to make you do that as a priority above anything else in your life. So here are some of the common emotional hunger signals that you might experience with your eating disorder and in recovery. And they are feeling generally irritable or angry. A lot of people with eating disorders spend most of their lives feeling irritable or angry or generally miserable. It's to be expected when you're hungry. Feeling very anxious a lot of the time. Again, a brain that is satiated is going to feel quite calm, but a brain that is hungry all the time, it needs food, it believes there's something around it that's causing food to not be available, so it's in a dangerous environment, of course it's anxious. Why wouldn't it be? Feeling overwhelmed by small things and more stressed than a situation necessitates. That's another sign that you are hungry. And again, for people with eating disorders, general anxiety around food is actually a sign of hunger. The anxiety is often coming from the fact that you want to eat more, but you're not letting yourself and that you're scared. It's hunger. People with eating disorders, though, can often get anxious at the thought of not being fed enough because you have your precious amounts that you allow yourself to eat every day, but it's scary if you can't even eat that. So whether you're preparing your own food or if others are preparing a meal or snack for you, getting anxious about not being fed enough is a sign of hunger. And of course, feeling anxious about being given too much food. If you're really eating to your hunger, you understand what you need to eat to satiate yourself. There is no fear around eating too much. So that anxiety is just a sign that you're hungry right now. And if you have a meal plan for your recovery, then being scared to eat more than is on the plan or even to eat as much as is on the plan. That's hunger because you know that you actually want to eat 10 times more than that measly plan is offering. And so it's scary to eat as much as is on the plan because you know it's not going to be enough. And then what do you do? It's all a sign of just how hungry you are. Feeling intolerant of empty time in the day or the night because your brain and body want you to eat. But when you are not allowing yourself to eat enough, then having empty time with hunger is really quite painful and distressing to tolerate. So you're going to find it really difficult to tolerate that empty time. It's just a sign of hunger. You might be feeling frustrated and despairing about your recovery process or your future. And feeling frustration about your recovery is usually a sign that you're not eating without restriction in the way that deep down you really want to. So again, it's a sign you're hungry for more. 
feeling numb or unemotional are all signs, again, that your body is very, very hungry because an under-resourced body doesn't have energy to waste on nice things like emotions, whether they're positive emotions or negative emotions. So if you feel numb most of the time, it's probably because you're bloody starving. Anxiety around spending money on food or spending money generally is a sign that your brain is perceiving a scarce environment because of ongoing hunger. And it's a very common anxiety that people with eating disorders experience. And that usually goes away once they start eating enough food and eating enough food consistently and get out of that energy deprivation. Being overly sensitive to comments about how much you're eating or about any weight you've gained is again, it's a sign that you're still hungry for more because in truth, you really want more and more food. But if people are commenting about your eating, then you feel like you shouldn't eat more food. Just ignore them. If you're feeling overly sensitive to those comments, you need to eat more. Likewise, being irritated or angry towards others who are eating. It's usually because you want to be able to eat as they are, as freely as they are, in as relaxed a way perhaps as they are, and you feel resentful that they can eat with ease. It's just a sign you're hungry and you want to eat like that too, so get eating. Judging others for what or how they're eating, for similar reasons to the last point, is a sign that you're hungry. And feeling tormented by food. You want to eat it so badly, it's tormenting you. It's an emotional sign of hunger. And if food or eating is an overly emotional experience for you, whether those are positive emotions or negative emotions, it's all a sign that food is still of a greater importance to you than perhaps it should be. So it's again, it's a sign that your body is still very hungry and you need to eat more. And finally, in the points on emotional hunger signals, having a lack of interest in friends, in relationships, or in things that you usually enjoy doing, because you want to be around food or at home and focus solely on that. And this typically happens when you have an eating disorder in that you just don't have the interest in speaking to people or being particularly social because that would involve a lot of energy. But it also happens at the start of recovery when you're starting to eat a lot more food and your brain is then waking up to the fact that food's available. It will want you to just stay at the source of the food. So often people at the start of recovery just want to stay at home. They're not interested in friends. They're not interested in things they usually enjoy. They just want to stay at home and keep eating without any distraction while that food is still there. Keep eating if that's happening to you. And gradually that interest in other things will come back as your body gets enough fuel on board. So finally then, let's consider some of the behavioural signs that you might be displaying that are really a sign of hunger. And this again is just a starting list. Each and every one of you will be able to recognize what's true from this list for you and will definitely be able to come up with more behaviors that you experience, which you might now begin to recognize as a sign from your body that it's hungry. So most of the things that I'm going to talk about just stem from a brain and body desperate to eat more food, but also scared to do so. And so it's seeking ways to feel reassured that you can eat more or that you haven't gone too far. So some of these behavioral signs of hunger then are things like calorie counting, 
tracking anything, whether it's macros, micros, fat grams, carbs, whatever it is. Writing down what you've eaten and keeping food diaries. Weighing your food. Weighing yourself. Body checking. Taking photos of your body or taking photos of your food. All these things you're doing to reassure yourself that you're not eating too much or that you haven't gone too far. But they're actually signs of hunger because you know you want to eat more. And if you were actually eating to your hunger, you wouldn't need to reassure yourself. It's seeking reassurance from others about how much you should eat or around food and your intake in general. If you're eating to your hunger, then you know you're eating enough. You don't need reassurance from others about that. It's comparing what you're eating to other people. Other people do not have your body. They do not have your hunger. They are completely different situations. So comparing to others is, again, you're wanting to eat more, but you feel like you shouldn't. So you're thinking, well, maybe if they eat, then I can eat at least what they're eating. And it's all just a load of mind games stemming from your own hunger. Another behavioural sign that you're hungry is seeking out eating disorder recovery blogs, podcasts, videos and accounts for inspiration or motivation. It's A lot of it is just seeking permission to eat all that you really want to. So you're listening to this, I'm telling you, you have permission to eat all that you really want to. Go do that. At the same time, it's finishing a meal or snack and having an instant urge to eat more. When that instant urge comes, as soon as you finish a meal or a snack, you've got to go and grab more food because if you were truly satiated, your brain and body would not be sending you that urge to go and grab more. And likewise then, it's binges. Binges in recovery or binges when you have been eating restrictively are normal. They are purely a response of the animal brain to restriction and a sign that your body is very hungry and it is doing anything to drive you to get the food on board. So don't try and stop the binges. The only way to stop the binges is to eat more and eat more consistently throughout the day and throughout the night and whenever hunger strikes. It's shopping for food more than you really need to. And you know what I mean. It's walking around the supermarkets when you don't really need to and you only buy one thing or you go to six supermarkets looking for the same old thing and then you If you do buy it in the end, then that's a win, but you probably walk out with nothing. It's just boring, isn't it? But everyone with eating disorders seems to do it. So if you notice yourself shopping for food in the supermarket more than you really need to or more than a normal person would, it's just mental hunger. It's your body and brain seeking food any way it can. You need to be eating a lot more. Another behavioral sign is exercising as permission to eat more or to compensate for eating. If you feel you have to give yourself permission to eating, it's a sign you're hungry. Eat. And similarly, it's purging in other ways. It's vomiting, laxatives, diet pills. It's all a sign of hunger. Or it's keeping busy to avoid eating. If you're having to keep yourself busy to avoid the drive to eat, it's a sign you're hungry. So don't keep busy to avoid eating. Just sit down and eat, even though it's scary. It's perhaps cooking and baking more than is really necessary, especially when you won't let yourself eat most of it. And similarly, it's feeding others in a slightly weird way. 
a lot of people with eating disorders can get this drive to feed other people when they're not actually feeding themselves enough. It's being fixated with looking at recipes or cookery shows. Or perhaps a need to always be in the kitchen or around food, even when you're not preparing or eating it at that point in time. It's just needing the food to be there. Or it might actually be that you need to avoid environments where food is present, such as the kitchen or being around others who are eating. If you notice yourself either needing to be near food or needing to avoid being around food, they're both just signs that your brain is hypervigilant still to food and it's a sign you're hungry. It's having food rituals or strong routines and habits around what you eat, when or how. It's all a sign that your body is still energy deprived and still hungry and you need to eat more. It's needing to have the perfect eating situation or the right amount of time to eat, not to have any interruptions while you're eating and generally have everything just as you feel you need it to be before you will start eating. It's just a sign that your brain still has food on a pedestal. It's a sign that food is taking up much more of a significance in your life than it really should. So if things do need to be perfect when you're eating, you're hungry, eat a lot more, get rid of this food obsession. It's avoiding social situations or other commitments if they're going to interrupt with your eating times or routines and becoming anxious if something does. Ritualized and habitual eating times are precious to a body that is starving and they will obviously take priority. So if you still have that ritualized, routine-driven eating going on that makes you anxious to break it, it's just still a sign that you're still very, very energy deprived and you need to be eating a lot more, breaking those habits and those routines with more food. Again, checking the time to see if you're allowed to eat yet, it's just a sign you're hungry. Meal planning more than is necessary, it's a sign that your brain is obsessing about food, so you should be eating more of it rather than planning it. Perhaps you're looking to extreme hunger eaters or people eating 10,000 calories a day type challenges with a secret deep down wish that you could do the same. If you notice yourself watching these strange extreme hunger eater videos, you should probably be eating yourself rather than watching them. Or you might be wanting to know what others ate or what did they eat in recovery. Again, it's a form of permission seeking or feeling you need inspirational motivation to eat as much as your brain and body really want you to. So who cares what anyone else said in their recovery? This is your recovery. Own it. Go and eat what you want to eat. Do it. You can. It's eating slowly and not wanting the eating experience to end because you know you're going to want more food after it and you might not let yourself. Eat quickly and then go and grab some more food and eat that quickly too and keep going. It's snacking rather than eating big meals in one go because again, you're trying to extend your eating experiences to pull out, drag out the limited amounts of food you're allowing yourself to eat despite being hungry for more. So if you're snacking rather than eating big meals, you need to be eating more. You need to be eating those big meals as well as the snacks. Believing that there's a right or wrong way or amount to eat and you have to do what's right. There are no rules around what you're eating. This belief comes from hunger. So if you still have this strong belief that you have to do what's right when it comes to food, eat more and prove to yourself that there is no right or wrong other than restriction. 
Perhaps you're looking back at food diaries or other logs of how much you ate in the past at a time when you did eat a bit more. Again, it's just still a sign that you're hungry and you want to eat that much now, and you can. Delaying eating. I think you know why you delay eating, so again, it's a sign of hunger. Only allowing yourself to eat as much as or less than another significant person in your life, but wishing secretly that they would eat more or eat other foods that you're lusting after. A lot of people seem to have a family member, a partner, a parent, a sibling, that they will only allow themselves to eat as much as or less than, when actually they need to and want to eat a lot more than that other person. If you are comparing yourself to someone else in your life, you've just got to be brave and eat more than them. Perhaps it's avoidance of the energy-dense, lower bulk foods because of a fear that they won't fill you up. Grab those energy-dense, lower bulk foods and keep eating them. Or seeking ways to eat more or consume all the foods you want to eat without gaining weight. If you're looking for ways to eat more but without gaining weight and you're Googling that, probably a sign that your body is pretty darn hungry, probably a sign that you need to gain weight and just get on and accept that and eat the food. So this podcast episode has got quite lengthy now. And as I said at the beginning, these lists of signs of hunger, whether they were the physical signs, mental signs, emotional or behavioral signs, these lists are far from exhaustive. And I know that you can come up with more ideas from your own experiences. And just to say as well that signs of hunger that your body sends or that you experience will be unique to you and no one will experience everything on this list. So just because you haven't experienced some of the signals listed here doesn't invalidate your hunger or the fact that your body is truly hungry and you really do need to eat more. So please recognize the hunger signals that your body is sending you from any that I've just spoken about or from any that you can come up with yourself. And every time you notice one of those signals, which is probably most of the time, then go and respond to it and eat. Every time you notice any sign of hunger, you should be eating. Because the sooner you do, the sooner you will get recovered. These signals that your body and brain are sending you will begin to slowly die away, especially some of the ones that are unique to people with eating disorders and in recovery. And as you recover, as you renourish, as you get back to that energy balanced state, you will get to a stage where you begin to recognize just the usual hunger signals that a normal body will send and be able to respond to that. But at the moment, you've just got to eat your way out of this illness. Because your recovery, your body, your brain and your future self are definitely going to thank you for it if you do. And if after all this, you still remain in any doubt as to whether you're hungry or not, I'd say it's safer to assume that you are hungry and go eat anyway. I'm Heli. If you want to find out more about me, you'll find me on hellybarns.com. And otherwise, I will speak to you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Feck It Fun Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.